What up, Candace? How's it going? Good. Good. Just counting down to Christmas. Stressing out. All right. Happy Kwanzaa. I celebrate Kwanzaa. We got Hanukkah yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know we have to make the we have to make the studio more festive at some point. Maybe something, any more inclusive. Something on the to do list for next season. <laughs> for next. You season. guys have this big old nice board here. You don't have any of like What's, the holiday vibes. There's no ornaments hanging from the OG. Dennis, can we do a Yule log on that screen? That's a great question. I don't know. I feel yeah. like we should get a Yule log <laughs> I don't, back Chris, there. Chris and I for Culture State had this thing all decorated up. Look Ooh. at you. Yeah. We had lights. We had stockings. We had wreaths. The whole deal. Did you, did you guys get each other gifts? Financial things have held us back, but we will. <laughs> okay. We will. Okay. I had to drop two grand to fix my car, so oh, that kind of canceled Christmas. There. I been did there. 500, so I, I feel you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am playing a game of chicken with the furnace right now, mm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it makes an awful noise when it fires up, but it's been going on for so long that it actually I've gotten used to it. Yeah. So it's like you know what? If I can get through a full winter with this furnace making a <laughs> noise the entire time, it's like a Home Alone, uh, where uh, where Kevin McAllister is all freaked out by the furnace in the basement. Yeah, it's just your imagination. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So Devin Leary has found a new football home. The former NC State quarterback is going to transfer to Kentucky. That is not the school that most people assumed he was going to go to when we found out he was entering the portal. A lot of speculation had him going to Notre Dame. Uh, But it's actually Kentucky where he will be uh, the quarterback next year. Uh, he, He posted on Instagram. Like initially, there was a report from the various like 24-7s, on threes, things like that, Candace. Uh, but it was an Instagram story where he showed a picture of Drake lacing up for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team. Now, why would you curse yourself already? Well, I feel like this is canceling things out. You got the Drake curse and the Wolfpack <laughs> NC State stuff. If you mash them together, maybe you come out the other side positively? That's true. That's I a good point. For those who aren't aware, Drake, noted rap enthusiast, is one of the greatest coolers of all time. <laughs> if Drake, a front runner, attaches himself to your school, guess what happens? It's not going well for it's you. It's a wrap. Like, and not even just school. We're talking about fights. <laughs> We're talking about soccer. Like, whenever he attaches himself to a team, it usually goes left. So the the Leary the Leary thing. It's it's interesting because we're in the triangle and you've got all the competing conversations that take place with NC State and North Carolina and, and everything else. Leary's situation is the transfer portal done good, okay? Mm-hmm. Leary did not have things go the way that everybody anticipated this past season with the Wolfpack. He had another frustrating season-ending yep. injury yep. at quarterback. That gives you the emergence of MJ Morris a little sooner than anticipated, but circumstances and Leary who I'm guessing had things gone differently was off to the NFL after this year Mm -hmm. but the injury holds him back NC State's ready to move on from Devin Leary that was the plan look it's like thank you for your service there's been some great wins we get the frustrations there's nothing but appreciation we're not shooing you out. We're just kind of like, hey, man, here's the situation. And you might better your situation somewhere else. Yeah. So there's no animosity. Right. It's a very mutual thing. And since he can't go to the NFL, or I guess he could go to the NFL, but he would have a hard time with the injury, being able to show off what he's capable of. And maybe he has to get an undrafted free agent deal or a late-round pick, and he's not making that much money. Well, NIL affords you, Candace, to go somewhere else and make some cash. 
Now, I'm not going to get into the speculation of just how much he's making, but it seems like a substantial amount of money to play college football for one season at Kentucky. Yeah. And if he stays healthy in Kentucky and the SEC has another decent season, like we saw with Will Levis, who is one of the top picks in the draft this year. I know Panther fans have been obsessing over this guy. Hey, you could I know, trust oh, okay. me. Everybody okay. it's, it's quarterback thirsty in Charlotte right now. <laughs> quarterback thirsty. That's fair. I think this is name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal working itself out the way it should. Yeah. Absolutely. But not if you listen to Mac Brown. North Carolina's head coach has a different way of looking at these things because he has a prized quarterback <laughs> on his roster right now. Yes, yes. And during yesterday's press availability, Candace, he talked about tampering, that he knows that schools were going to be offering millions of dollars. He's not going to tell us who it was, but we can figure it out. All you have to do is look at who's getting the top teams, right, or yeah. the top recruits. Mm-hmm. Mac... I'm not trying to single out Mac here, Candace, because he's not the only coach that does this. But I, I sure. do feel like we're at the point now where we're going to need some names. Yeah. If this is as bad as you say it is, we're going to have to break the coach's bro code and go ahead and name who it is who is going behind the scenes through back channels, throwing your quarterback some money. Are you assuming it's coaches or is it, you know, these boosters giving the money in by way of coach? Well, what is tampering at this point? That's another unknown. Okay. It's all the Wild West. Let's say it's an NIL collective through back channels goes through, I don't know, let's say they go through Drake May's dad or through right. his representation saying, hey, right. by the way, <laughs> if you left North Carolina and you came to, I don't know, Alabama, mm-hmm. here's what we could get. Is that tampering? I don't think so. But I also feel like when you talk about the right audience, Drake is not exactly the audience where I'm trying to backdoor anything. He doesn't need the money. No. You know, he, he's very much Carolina born, bred, dead, all the things. So, like, he's not the one. But there's other players that I could definitely see. I mean, if you look at Carolina's roster on a defensive side, I know there were conversations. There had to be conversations mm-hmm. going on from a collective. Like, if you come here, not only will you get some money, but you actually develop. That is a knock that's being used against North Carolina, especially on the defensive side of things. Uh, Tony Grimes probably being the most vocal been on of the them all. The first thing smoking, <laughs> right, right. Shosha's storm, the first thing smoking. But again, I'm not trying to single out Carolina here because we saw what happened with Pitt mm-hmm. and Jordan Addison and how everything kind of played out at Southern Cal and how they right. built to they basically built like a Pac-12 All-Star team through name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. We know what the situation is. The players aren't dumb. We know they have representation, too. So I'm just going to need a definition of what exactly tampering is. But who is even in charge of regulating the tampering? Because we really don't want NCAA involved. We're trying to get them away from policing us. So who is going to be the one monitoring the tampering? Great question. Mm. You want the NCAA to do it? Because <laughs> they're so great at those types of okay. things, right? And UNC, of all people, would not want the NCAA Probably not. Probably involved. not. And if there is something that happens that gets you in trouble, how many years is it going to take for you to actually find out what the punishment is? Exactly. I mean, I think we're, we're five, six years removed from all the stuff that happened with Adidas. Yeah. And we just got around to Sean Miller. We just, <laughs> like last week, we yeah. just got around to Sean Miller? Yeah. Through the IR process? Nah, like that. that's not the way to go about it. There is a way to go about it that would eliminate these types of things. Just let it at free-for-all? I mean, it already is a free-for-all. This is true. But if you want to keep your players at your school, mm-hmm. I mean, you could pay them. You could sign them to contracts. Yeah. Are we under the assumption, though, that you, I feel like UNC is a school that's like definitely giving money, right, though? They're collective or whatever they got going They're on. all giving money right yeah, now. Yeah, but not high enough. I don't know. Well, I, I guess that's a... 
I guess that's a separate conversation. Yeah. You know, because like Nick Saban did this last summer and I got everybody worked up. Right. You know, he called out Jimbo Fisher, but I don't think he was calling out Jimbo Fisher explicitly. I think what he was doing was he was using Jimbo Fisher and the top recruiting class as a message to his boosters. Right. Guys, <laughs> I don't want to hear you complaining to me about where we are in the recruiting rankings when you're not giving me the money. And if anything, it was kind of reflective of the season, the fact that Alabama wasn't in the conversation. Yeah. Maybe even more so the boosters are in full throttle of giving money. Meanwhile, you got Ryan Day at Ohio State. Yeah. You got their AD putting it out there. They're, they almost seem desperate. Like, like we cannot, guys, we cannot compete. <laughs> and maybe this is a rewiring of fandom. And yeah. maybe this is true at Carolina as well, where the attitude has always been, well, why wouldn't you want to come to our school? Right. Why should we have to do X, Y, Z to get you to come to the school? Very much a Carolina mentality. But, I mean, allegedly there's like a whole recession coming. So will that shake up the NIL in any capacity? I believe the recession is here when it actually happens. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm of the belief that we keep talking about this recession right. uh, as a way to get out of doing certain things. It's just, sure, you sure. know. Yeah, the moon's in retrograde, all the things. Look, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a parent. Like, I know how to, like, just say, I don't know, guys. It could be... I, Forecast, yeah. forecast is calling for rain. I don't think we can go to the pool this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to go to the pool. Okay. So People but you, aren't budgeting appropriately. But you can't, but the kids aren't going to understand the, like, because I said so. Right. So they're like, well, you know. Dancing around it, dancing. There's a 60% chance of rain. <laughs> Not going to do it. That was Jonathan Duran, play-by-play voice for NC Central. They just won the Celebration Bowl over Jackson State. But maybe maybe you only heard about Jackson State. Maybe you only heard about Deion Sanders. Jonathan joins us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline alongside Candace Cooper. I'm Joe Ovius. Jonathan, what's going on, man? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. And once again, it's always a great day to be an Eagle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Long, long overdue to chat with you. But uh, I know in watching the play-by-play clip over the weekend uh, and watching the game and kind of all the things that went into the game, what was it like there? What was what was it like leading up to the Celebration Bowl with all the stuff that was kind of lingering around Dion and Jackson State while you guys were there just to win a football game <laughs> in the grand scheme yeah. of things? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to tell you it's going to sound weird when I say it, it was really nothing new. We've been in this situation many times. We've participated in the X-WAC Challenge twice. Each time we've gone in, all the talk has been about, hey, this, this SWAC school is really good. I don't know if y'all are going to be able to compete. Last year, we went down for the VXWAC Challenge against Alcorn. The Migos were there on college game day. Hey, who do you think is going to win this game? 
I think the crowd is saying Alcord. You know, like uh, the Migos had picked us. The Seal at the Aquarium picked us, but the Migos <laughs> didn't. And so we're we're used to going and saying, hey, like I don't think you guys can. You guys are good, but I don't think you can you can d- compete with us. And we're saying, well, we know what we can do, and we're gonna come in and do it. Absolutely. Jonathan Duran, NC Central play-by-play. Now, I just feel like it's high time we put some respect on the Eagles' name, but Coach Oliver, what was the mentality of going down there and then in postgame? How proud do you think he was of just getting the win and what they can kind of carry into next season? I mean, everything is is about the pride of the school and, and doing what you're supposed to do for the team and for the university. But the mentality going down has been what's been same all year long and all during his tenure. He talks about the, the thermostat mentality. Um, and he was asked uh, after the, the trophy presentation what he keeps his thermostat on. He said 68, which I thought was insane. But uh, <laughs> the thermostat mentality, you can't, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. When something good, when something good happens, you keep playing. Something bad happens, you keep playing. And all year long, just watching this team as they go through and talking to the coaching staffs before the games and after the games and, and the, the, the pregame shows, they talked about how locked in the guys have been during each, uh, each practice and each game go- leading into the game. And just the fact that they've been so regimented and the fact that the last game of the season we played against Tennessee Tech, it was penalty free. Mm-hmm. The fact they've been able to be regimented and locked in and just being able to go out and execute is really what I think was led them to be able to win. Jonathan Dern joining us, NC Central play-by-play on the OG, alongside Candace Cooper, filling in for Joe Giglio today. I'm Joe Ovias. I wanted to go back to how you started the conversation about the, the general conversation around the MIAC and how nobody really gives them credit. I mean, if you go and look at the Celebration Bowl wins, it's it's MIAC. Uh, you, you mentioned the challenge. It's, it's MIAC. <laughs> so why this is where and i will i I will be completely up front and you know this i'm not i'm not really trying to kid people here my level of attention to what goes on in the miac and what goes on at nc central for football usually gets diminished because we're focused on what's going on with the acc triangle schools it's just it's just kind of the nature of our business here at 99.9 the fan but i'm not gonna just go in and start talking nonsense (laughs) you know It's, it's like all right let me let me go to the HBCU outlet. Let me go talk to you. Like, all right, let's find out what the deal is rather than just making these proclamations like, well, there's Dion and, it's, and they're undefeated. So it's clearly got to be good. So why is there this kind of uh, con- misconception about the league and, and central in general? I, I don't know how, what to tell you. I mean, I've I've been MEAC since birth, yeah. I'll tell you. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm the youngest of five, all four of my siblings, plus my parents who met at the university at Hampton University. Um, and so I grew up in a household of blue and white, right? Um, and I grew up in Illinois and every year we go to Indianapolis for the Circle City Challenge. Um, it's a fantastic, uh, sorry, the Circle City Classic. It's a fantastic HBCU Classic Invitational to go play uh, what used to be the RCA Dome. I used to go there every year. And you know, all the time you see on, on SportsCenter, uh, you know, respect the MEAC, right? Every time there's a MEAC highlight that comes up. And we know that this our league is good, but, you know, the SWAC has so much history behind it because, mm-hmm. you know, you have the Gramblings, the Southerns, the Alcorns, the, the Bama States, the Jackson States, the Prairie View A&Ms, who for the longest, you know, on SportsCenter, they were talked about for how bad their football program was. And I'm so stoked to see how good they are now in Prairie View. But for us, it's just been like, oh, yeah, you guys are good, but, you know, you're just a little bit under the radar. And I think really one thing that I can say, just bringing it back to the game, you saw Jackson State went 12-0, and which is impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, all credit to them. But 
you know, in our league, we went four and one. Our one loss was to South Carolina State, my alma mater, who won the Celebration Bowl last year. And somehow South Carolina State ends up going 0-4 or 0-5 in league play because there's so many good teams in the MEAC. Every game that we played was a dogfight. Mm-hmm. You know, we're winning games like on the at the wire at Delaware State or having to close games out after going down 21 points in the first quarter at Norfolk State. There's so many good teams in our league. Jonathan, and you're sounding like an SEC guy right now. <laughs> saying, so we grind her. We're just out here sharp, iron sharpened iron. That's what you sound like. That's literally what I was about to say. That's what it is here. Iron sharpens iron, man. And the, the league is just so good and we build each other up because we compete so hard and i think that there's just so many good quality programs in the league that like when you see teams that have like middling records and you, you win a league at maybe like five and two or six and one and somebody else in the swag wins it you know nine and no in their league and so well, obviously they're better i just think the league the the level of competition in the miac is better than what people think that it is jonathan during nc central play-by-play so obviously you get the opportunity to see some great players on the field can you let us know for those who may not some of the key players that would potentially we could see on sundays uh, number one, Davius Richard, uh, MIAC Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive uh, Player of the Game, Offensive MVP for the, uh, the MIAC SWAC Challenge last year and for the Celebration Bowl this year. Uh, Davius Richard is, he is an incredible student athlete. I mean, he's a great guy to be around. He's really friendly and he's a great leader. Um, and just the fact that you get all of that off the field and then he goes onto the field and regularly generates 250 plus yards of total offense by himself, right? You know, he threw for 174 plus ran for at least another 70 at the celebration bowl. I mean, he can rattle off a 60 yard run if he needs to, but he can also stay in the pocket and dial up passes when he needs to like the fantastic, fantastic throw to uh, Quentin McCall on the sideline um, late in the, uh, in the celebration bowl. I mean, he's, just uh, he's so fantastic there's really so many things you can say about davius richard and then on the offensive side miak defensive player of the year khalil baker um four for four to start the year in interceptions took one back to the house against new hampshire who was number 25 at the time when we played them up in durham in new england um he's a really great guy another great leader on defense and then i got to give a shout out to the o-line the coaches always talk about it happens up front we have to dominate in the run game we have to win on offense and also win on defense in the run game and you have uh robert mitchell offensive lineman of the year helping to lead the way for a team that ran for over 200 yards against jackson state in the celebration bowl so all three of those guys are people that you could look out for no doubt jonathan dern Central play-by-play here on the OG. Hey, man, appreciate the time. Uh, no more scary ghost stories, as you said, uh, for Central in the Celebration Bowl. So that was great to see you. Thanks for the time, man. We'll catch up later. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Equal Happy pride.